It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We've got some Carson Wentz updates coming through on Monday, and basically what we can expect for now is that Taylor Heineke will be the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders against Green Bay Packers. What that means, and is it going to be better than what we've seen so far this season? We're going to tell you all that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster Russell, also known as, I'm not going to say it. Both of us, credentialed members of the media covering your commanders. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where you can find he and Pete Medhurst live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, or anytime on the Odyssey app. And I am over at Commander's Country, Commander Country, rather, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. See, I know what you're talking about, and you're un- you're ruthlessly teasing the audience. They'll be all right. I'm just going to put the finger of blame on you, my friend. Going to put Look, the come find me. Come find us at FedEx, and I'll tell you what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, today's episode. Uh, people are waiting with bated breath uh, <laughs> or, uh, for your information there uh, about me. Today's episode uh, is uh, brought to you by Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, sweatpants with built-in liners. Go to birddogs.com. Use the promo code locked on and boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs is coming right at you. All right, David, let's start with this. The breaking news as kind of expected. Carson Wentz is still officially getting a second opinion, a specialist opinion uh, late Monday afternoon in Los Angeles as we record this, but it is expected that he will have surgery at some point uh, on Monday uh, on his fractured ring finger. And it is Thought, although no official timeline has been established yet, and we'll have to wait until after the surgery and recovery and all that good stuff. But it is thought that Carson Wentz may have to miss as much as four to six weeks and possibly, possibly to go on IR. Again, we won't get official word until Tuesday at the earliest from Ron Rivera because of the wackadoo schedule. The commanders did not have media availability on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Uh, So as it turns out, again, we don't have official word from Ron Rivera, but I know you will be there at that particular press conference. And I guess your first reaction, because we haven't had an episode, or I'm sorry, uh, we haven't done an episode together since we found out about this on Saturday morning. Yeah, you know, it, it's tough because you know that that Carson is is trying to do something here, not just, you know, he's not a selfish person, right? But there is a personal kind of of thing going on with Carson where he's trying to kind of resurrect his image, resurrect his career, 
show people that he can be a guy that if you're a team that has had some struggles, that he can be a guy that can be part of the solution. Not necessarily. I think the days of of people thinking that he was a franchise quarterback in the sense that he can just take you from nothing to to the mountaintop. I think those days are gone. I think people stopped believing that. You know, basically once once he his time was over in Philadelphia, I think those those days were pretty much gone. And we've kind of talked before about kind of like the three phases of quarterback play. And I just feel like this is kind of his opportunity, you know, probably his last opportunity in that second phase where it's kind of, you know, be able to show that you still have a little bit of that juice before you get relegated, most likely to like a backup role behind a veteran. And then maybe you get another chance, uh, you know, like Mitchell Trubisky did earlier this year that he wasn't able to capitalize on until coming in relief against Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Um, and so, you know, so it just it sucks from a personal standpoint for that because you see the work that he puts in, you see whatever everything that he does. From a team standpoint, really, I mean, Chris, how many times have we seen a team rally around a backup quarterback? I mean, just most recently in San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. I know Jimmy G had some Super Bowl, you know, experience with them and everything. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But whether it's a new coach, whether it's a new quarterback coming in, like teams just tend to 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 rally around the backup quarterback when they come in because now, even the guy with Taylor's experience on this team, like nobody's going to expect Taylor Heineke to come in and be the guy that raises all ships, as 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 they say. So now the defense knows they got to play better. The running backs know they got to play better. The line even sometimes they find an extra notch because of it. But so from a team standpoint, and I know we're going to get deeper into what Taylor does for this team. I'm going to get more specific about Taylor as a person, but I think from an atmospherical kind of thing, the loss of Carson, the 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 reemergence of Taylor could have a, kind of an emotional boost just because it's kind of like time to pick up a little brother. Yeah, I, I do think it'll have a little bit of a galvanizing uh, effect. And again, we have not received official word uh, again that Taylor Heineke is the starter, but it is fully uh, I- expected. Uh, again, on Carson Wentz, you know, David, the, the thing that went through my mind when watching the game on Thursday and you were there at Soldier Field, so I'm you know, not sure what your instant visceral reaction was and um, you know, and, and honestly, I, I thought when it happened, I said, well, there's no way he's probably going to be able to make it through this game, right? It was a really cold, windy night. You saw him shaking it off. You saw him putting it in the little towel, uh, thing, the little, uh, fanny pack, if you will, uh, on his hip. Uh, and yet he made it and he didn't even have x-rays done at halftime. He admitted, of course, after the game that he was probably going to have x-rays and, you know, I, that didn't happen basically. Uh, when he talked to you, you guys in the post game press conference, I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, and then, you know, I, I started thinking more. I remember when he was introduced, um, you know, in, in mid March and I, I specifically talked to Ron Rivera on the side and I said, you know, are you guys concerned about his injury history? Because David, that's where I started losing all faith in Carson Wentz, fair or unfair, right? I mean, he tore his ACL. He had a bad back issue. He had a concussion. Three years in a row, he was knocked out of or unavailable for a playoff game for the Philadelphia Eagles. And every year, I think it took a little something for him or from him. And then in 2019, um, he played the entire regular season, but then got knocked out in the first quarter by concussion of the Seahawks in those playoffs. And then 2020 was a disaster his last year in Philadelphia. And then in 2021, he played all 17 games. Now he, he, he almost missed one because of the, you know, the COVID stuff, but they changed the rules that week. So he ultimately didn't miss one. So he played in all 17 games. And I remember asking Rivera, I said, 
How important was that, that he's played in the full regular season two out of the last three years? And Ron admitted to me, and I think we played the sound at one point. He said that was very, very important. He goes, otherwise, we wouldn't have made this deal if they didn't have that little track record there of recent durability. And yet here they are in an unfortunate circumstance. I mean, Carson didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything negligent. I mean, he's just trying to throw a pass. And as a matter of fact, I give him a lot of credit. He was tough as you know what for hanging in there and fighting. And remember that Curtis Samuel uh, pass right down the middle of the field was right after that. That should have been a touchdown. I know he wouldn't have played great no matter what, but I mean, I give credit to Carson Wentz and I, I actually find myself feeling bad for the poor guy that he couldn't escape some sort of freakish injury. And we've seen a couple of these injuries around the league now with uh, Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson last year and Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a thumb. I mean, it sucks to have these guys as, you know, as brittle, but as, you know, as in, in, in tough shape as they are because you build your team around these guys. Yeah, absolutely. No, it does. Yeah, my heart goes out to him because I know, you know, I, we see what he's been putting in and, and you know, in the locker room, you know, uh, nothing nothing appears to be amiss. Like, he jokes around with the guys. Um, I mean, just, you know, after the Chicago game, just in the locker room, uh, someone was talking to Sam and, and Sam was kind of making a comment. It wasn't about Carson, but he was like, he made a comment of like, yeah, you know, it's one of my best friends. And and Carson was be, was over his shoulder and went, oh, and you know, he was like, oh, I'm touched. Like, you know what I mean? He's just, he's one of the guys. He's, he's a guy in a football locker room. And so you just, you feel for him. You know what I mean? But look, Taylor's also a good guy. Taylor's a guy that has a really good personality. We've seen this team rally around him before. So he's going to get his opportunity and as brutal as it can be sometimes, like that's this business. So everybody in that locker room understands like, and Carson understands it too. And, and unfortunately he's kind of been through it. You know, I know some people are already starting to have the question of like, if Taylor has success, how is that going to impact, you know, the status Carson Wentz on this team? And we're going to we'll talk about that when the time comes, I think, right. but that's obviously something that's going to be kind of hanging over uh, this weekend against the Green Bay Packers. Um, but I know we have more to talk about with Taylor Heineke, just kind of the story, but also how can he help potentially uh, this Washington Commanders get their third win of the season, second straight win. Maybe we can uh, we can go streaking and uh, hopefully our listeners, Chris, and our viewers are not streaking. Hopefully they're wearing clothing. And on their lower half, hopefully they're wearing Bird Dog pants, khakis, or shorts because the guys at Bird Dogs just launched their sweatpant lineup. They're super comfortable, uh, like that cute little Charmin bear rubbing up against your thighs, you know, the, the little comfy bear that you get, you know, that you rub on other areas. That's what you have on your lower half in pant form. Uh, I can tell right now I got a pair. They're very comfortable. They're like the very first thing when I pulled them out of the box, I said, oh, man, these things are really soft. When you put them on, mm -hmm. you can really feel how comfortable they are. Uh, bird dog pants are perfect for fall golf. You might not play like Tiger on a bender, but you might feel just as good doing it in these pants. Bird dogs joggers are higher, higher quality than competing brands, and they're $20 less than some of the major brands out there. Do you still wear shorts in the winter? I know a lot of guys that are winter shorts type of guys. doesn't matter if it's Florida or 10-degree heat in, or 10-degree heat, 10-degree temperatures in New England or Chicago. They have their signature shorts with built-in liners to make them the most comfortable shorts in existence. So, guys, go to Bird Dogs. Dot com enter the promo code locked on they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat you can see the image of it if you're watching this on youtube right now that's birddogs.com promo code locked on and boom a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs the most comfortable shorts pants and sweatpants with built-in liners you will not want to take these things off i promise you go to birddogs.com use the promo code 
Locked On. All right, David, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to get it right, right? You want to be 100% certain to have the access to the best qualified candidates available because it's already hard to make sure something's going to work out. You don't want to waste your time. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Hey, the commanders need a quarterback. Maybe they could go to LinkedIn Jobs to post their job for free. Maybe Taylor Heineke would answer it. Maybe Sam Howell would answer it. Uh, what you do is you post your job. Then you add, uh, when you add your job, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are indeed hiring. Simple tools like screening questions. They make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview, and then to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in developing quality hires versus leading competitors. So here's what we want you to do. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So help yourself uh, while, while you help yourself. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply at LinkedIn Jobs. All right, thanks again for uh, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and first view each and every day. Now make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions on Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts at Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so David, um, I guess the best question we can ask besides what this obviously means for the future and how they handle the future, both short-term, long-term, medium-term, and what have you. For this Sunday specifically, and probably right. short-term moving forward, how can going to Taylor Heineke help the commanders on offense moving forward? I know you have some really interesting numbers. So before I give mine, uh, okay. because I have some different thoughts, I want you to fire away uh, on yours because I think you have, uh, again, some interesting stats that kind of paint the picture, if you will. Yeah, so before I get to those numbers real quick, I do want to say, so I said this on the radio that in Mepsi on Monday afternoon, and it's kind of what I've been thinking about this entire time. And going back to last year, anybody who's listening to this show or uh, last year has heard me say this over and over again. I started kind of getting on that train this year publicly a little bit less because I just didn't want to bore you guys with it as, as much a week in week out. Chris has heard it pretty much every week. I've been on it. They need to move the pocket. Taylor Heineke, one of his greatest strengths is his athleticism, his, his mobility, his ability to extend the run. It's why he was one of the, the longest time to throw quarterbacks in 2021, despite, you know, sacks and all those other stuff because he can extend a play so let's use that instinct let's use that ability by design to our advantage if you're offensive coordinator scott turner you've got the screen game going you've got some quick hitters you've got a stronger running back in brian robinson you still got ag and jd you have some offensive line issues they had offensive line issues last year this isn't new what also isn't new so far is how they're attacking trying to mask that deficiency the best way to mask that deficiency Move the pocket, get the defensive front seven moving left to right, having to cover, having to react. You get that going, you get some you get some misdirection play action going, you get the defense moving one way, you roll your quarterback the opposite direction, you bring some receivers with them, you end up with open space that he can either run into or throw into. I think it really suits what Taylor does 
best. But the biggest complaint we had about Taylor Heineke last year, Chris, was the turnovers. The turnovers and putting wide receivers in bad positions. Putting them in bad positions, that's not a coaching thing. He's been coached. Bring the ball down. Don't throw it too late. Don't leave a uh, wide receiver hanging up there so they get concussed on the way down. All those things. That's just on Taylor executing. But how we can help Taylor Heineke through the scheme is by putting him in smarter decisions because his aggression percentage last year and his, his tendency to throw into coverage was something that we and the fans complained about the most. It was the fifth highest in the National Football League. 18% of his passes were quote-unquote aggressive passes according to NFL Next Gen stats. Justin Herbert this year has the exact same aggressive pass percentage, but now that's the 10th highest in, in the season. Partially because Jameis Winston has played a lot this year or a good amount this year, so his percentage is like way up there. But Justin Herbert right now has the exact same aggression percentage as Taylor Heineke did. Now, intended air yards, they're also very similar. Taylor was in was 7.9 last year in intended air yards. Justin is 6.8 uh, yards right now. Completed air yards, both of them at 5.2. So it's not the distance to throw. It's not the fact that they're being aggressive. What's the difference? It's the intelligence behind the aggression. Too many times Taylor Heineke was left throwing into aggressive situations that he was either laid on because he wasn't reading correctly or was just overly congested because they weren't really doing enough things schematically to open up things. Last year, Taylor Heineke's touchdown interception uh, ratio, 20 to 15. This year, Justin Herbert's on a pace to go 34 and 7. The difference between these two quarterbacks, it's not the air yards they're throwing. It's not the completion. It's not the air yards they're completing. It's not even how aggressive they're being. It's literally the turnover ratio. Find a way as Scott Turner through your scheme to help Taylor Heineke minimize the risk of turning the ball over. How do you do that? First read, second read, third read is run. Put him on the move, put the pocket on the move, give him two reads and let him do what he does best and be athletic. That is how Taylor Heineke helps the commanders get some wins. I think I think that's a wonderful breakdown, and I think people would be very surprised, uh, you know, when they hear those numbers in comparison to who you compared them to. Um, the big thing for me is going to be, you know, I think Taylor Heineke's mobility. I think some of the things that you just talked about, moving the pocket by design as opposed to by necessity is going to help this team on third down specifically, right? We know how important first and second down are, but we know that teams are basically their bread and butter, if you will, whether they're good or bad, is usually on third down. And Washington started out like a house on fire uh, this year. I think they were uh, like 17 of 22 on third down or something like that in the first two weeks, right? And then they cooled off against Philadelphia and Dallas to the tune yeah. of, I believe it was 11 of 28 combined between the two games. And the last two games against Tennessee and Chicago, David, they've been simply brutal. 33 of 22, 3 of 22 on third down on offense. That simply has to improve. And I think Heineke, again, his ability to flush the pocket, move the pocket, change the launch angle, change what the defense is looking at, even though sometimes you wind up isolating yourself to half the field. Like you said, maybe you can play action to the left and then boot to the right and then throw back to the left on a tight end screen or a wide receiver screen or a tunnel screen coming back from the opposite way. Something like that. I think I saw Carson Wentz twice on Thursday night run right into a sack on third and two uh, to mm -hmm. the right side. I saw him not seemingly, from my novice point of view, shift protection on a safety blitz coming off of the edge, and he got lit up like a Christmas tree. I, I, not to say that Taylor Heineke is perfect. Not to say that Taylor Heineke is great. And obviously, he does not have the arm strength that Carson Wentz has, nor does he have the height. But I do think he's got a little something-something that 
Carson Wentz just did not have and does not have anymore. And whether that's the mobility, uh, whether that's uh, having no fear, whether that's playing a little recklessly, even though Wentz often played recklessly, there's a difference between, I think, what I remember out of Heineke's recklessness or aggressiveness versus Wentz. Either way, to me, it all starts with if they can be better on third down, and I believe they can, some of the things you talked about, some of the things I just talked about, this offense will be better with Taylor Heineke than it was than it was with Carson Wentz. It certainly can be. And I think finally, you know, from a from a throw mechanic standpoint, you got to get Taylor throwing away from defenders more than throwing over defenders. So yeah. fewer seam routes, you know, I mean, even deep posts, because if he's late on a deep post, that defender is underneath the ball just as much as a receiver is but more crossers, more out routes, more screens, more pivots, stuff like that. And again, when you move the pocket, those are things that can kind of open up for you. And just for anybody out there, like, look, first, second, third read, if the run is not there, just get rid of the ball. Like, don't run for a one-yard gain and get smashed by three linebackers, you know what I'm yep. saying? But but you get the idea, right? First read, second read, don't just stand there waiting because how many times we see Taylor waiting five, six seconds sometimes hoping for something to come open, either getting drilled for a sack or throwing it in a harm's way, which oftentimes was intercepted. Get rid of that part of the game. The rest of it's fine. Get rid of that part of the game. I think that's how you do it. Well, that's really an, an interesting point. One we haven't discussed, one we should briefly. You know, Taylor's got to be really careful here because, yes, they have Sam Howell, and Sam right. Howell is now one snap away from playing. He'll be in uniform for the first time during the right. regular season. But, David, as of right now, as of late Monday afternoon, they haven't signed another quarterback to the practice squad. They don't have another quarterback in the building. So if right. something happens to Taylor Heineke because he's trying to play hero ball, trying to hold on to the ball too long, yes, obviously Sam Howell is – at least somewhat equipped to go in, but then yeah. they don't have another backup quarterback. They would basically be on their emergency quarterback, or then they would have to sign a quarterback, and in the same uh, week, he would be one step away from basically being in a game. So something Kermani to Rogers think- has an undrafted rookie ever played two positions in his in his in his rookie season one being quarterback well and and that's the emergency quarterback right so i don't I even mean, know I if he is officially i'm just spit i'm just spitballing okay is he he is but i don't know if he knows like even though he was a college quarterback i don't know if he knows the footwork and the techniques right. and the fundamentals that ken zampezi and scott turner want out of their quarterback because yeah. he had a hard enough time just learning tight end right yeah. so i mean there's while a reason you have playing him tight in the end building, in the nfl not quarterback yeah i mean while you have him in the building I, there's no guarantee that clearly you're going to have uh, an option. Anyway, I, I I just wanted to point out that Taylor Heineke, to your point, has to be really careful. All right, coming up, we put the finishing touches on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We take a look at Sunday's action, why it wasn't the worst thing for the Commanders. Just stick around and listen. We'll explain. But first, guys, we're here to tell you about our friends at Prize Picks and Prize Picks. Dot com. That's right. What is prize picks, you might ask? Good question. It's daily fantasy that's fun, easy to compete, and quick to play, right? All the things that we love about daily fantasy and fantasy sports in general. Here's what you do. You pick between two and five players, and if they go uh, and score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. So say like this Thursday night, Arizona and New Orleans. Arizona's already activated DeAndre Hopkins for his season debut. Robbie Anderson got traded to the Cardinals. So they're both expected to play. 
on Thursday night, you might want to go more or less, depending on how you're feeling. What about Kyler Murray? Now that he's got two new weapons, you might want to go more on his passing yards, even though he's really struggled. Just to give you an idea, again, you pick between two and five players, uh, no competing against other people. It's just you versus the world and the projections available to you via prize picks. You can get projections on college football. Of course, every NFL uh, player game, uh, the baseball playoffs, the NHL season is underway. NBA is coming soon. You get the drill. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's safe and fast. Uh, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Here's what you're going to do. Download the Prize Picks app on your mobile phone or go to prizepicks.com like I did. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 by using the promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks is going to give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks is going to give you $50. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast, we're going to break down the weekend's NFC East action all around the National Football League. And Chris, it was a good time for the Commanders to get a win because things that happened in the rest of the division actually helped them out because of that win. Yeah. I mean, we start with that Sunday night game, David. Uh, and I know, you know, you were on special assignment on Sunday, so I'm not sure how much okay. of that uh, you not got to see, but you know, Philadelphia, yeah, Philadelphia beating Dallas, right? I, I think most people had Philadelphia winning that game, but here's why it actually helped the commanders, at least in my opinion, Philadelphia was untouchable, unattainable, in my opinion, yeah. uh, for the commanders. Forget about it, right? The not, not that the division title is locked up, but of course it's not. But in terms of the commanders reaching the Eagles, not going to happen. They already have a game in hand, of course, on head-to-head. -head, uh, and again, 6-0 and versus 2-4 and now are, are the records entering Week 7. But, but what's interesting is because of who they beat, it at least drops the Cowboys down to four and two, which means, all right, the Cowboys are four and two. The Commanders are two and four. Clearly, they still have a two-game difference and the one-game head-to-head. Again, that's basically a three-game lead. It's going to be hard to reach that, but you have enough games. You have enough games where you can't say it's out of the equation. Whereas if you know Dallas went to five and one, and Philadelphia was five and one, and the Giants were five and one, and you had all three of those teams at five and one and yeah. two with head-to-head -head advantages over the Commanders, I think five and one across the board with three teams would be harder to catch, harder to topple if you will harder to climb over than one six and oh team one five and one team that i'm still not sure if they're great and then a four and two team that yes is getting dak prescott back but we don't know how good dak prescott is going to be so to me oh. i kind of sort of sort of think that sunday helped out the commanders uh, i mean look last time we saw the dak, dak prescott led cowboys they were barely putting up any points yeah. against the buccaneers defense at the steelers with mitch trubisky and kenny pickett just put up 20 on so i'm just i'm not saying i'm just saying 
I want to talk about the Giants. I agree with everything you just said, 100%. But I want to talk about the Giants because they're 5-1 right now. And I'm with you. I think everybody is basically waiting for the real Giants to show up, right? Will the real New York Giants please stand up? Look, they got the Jags next. And I know they've had some good moments themselves. They got the Seahawks next, who I think, you know, they're better than a lot of people think they are or think they would have been. But they're still the Seahawks. They got the Texans after that, the Lions after that. I mean, there's a world, Chris, where the Giants are 9-1. and one. Yeah. In, in yeah. the end of November. And that's insane to me. Yeah. But yeah, if there is a team that's going to come down to earth, come crashing down, it is the Giants, right? And then if there's a team that you can catch if you're Washington, it is the Cowboys. We can all go back to Arlington and say that the commanders could have, maybe even should have, left Dallas with a win themselves, right? So, and yeah, so the Eagles, you know what? Hey, listen, enjoy your NFC East. Get the banner ready. Get the hats ready. Fine. But you know what? Let's try to see you in the playoffs. Let's try to see you in the wild card round and then see what happens when we do that. Yeah, and the Green Bay Packers come in this Sunday, as uh, I talked about mm-hmm. on, on on the first episode of, of this new week, uh, a little bit after their loss against the New York Jets. But here's why it's also more important than I even presented, I guess, uh, on the last edition, David. And they're 3-3, three and three, right? Losers of two yep. in a row, everything going in the wrong direction. If Washington beats them, Washington goes to 3-4. and four. The Packers drop to three and four, and Washington would have that one game head to head tiebreaker in a potential battle for maybe a seventh. And I understand a lot of work to be done, a lot of time. I get it. That's valuable, though. Never know, right? You never know. It's a conference game against a team that you would be tied for and you would have the head-to-head advantage of. Something else to keep in mind that's at stake for this Sunday at FedEx Field. And it's Taylor Heineke. Unofficially, it's Taylor Heineke. Chris against the Green Bay Packers. Like his first start of the season is going to come against the Packers. His team needs a win. The Packers are on the way. Like this, look, Taylor Heineke, this could not have been scripted any better for you, brother. You need to go out there and take care of business. Number four needs to go put it on the green and gold and, and, and show them. Look, look, before everybody gets crazy, I picked the Jets to beat the Packers, Chris. So we do picks on Lockdown Bucks every Very Friday nice. at the end of our segment three before we pick the Bucks game. We picked three or four games around the NFL. Jets Packers is one of them. I picked the Jets. James made fun of me a lot. Made fun of me a lot. James was wrong. The Packers are beatable. Okay, yeah. listen, the Packers should be two and four right now. The Buccaneers yeah. should have beaten the Packers. This isn't locked on Bucks. I'm not going to get into it. But the Packers should be two and four right now. This is a beatable team. The Commanders can win against the Packers. I'm not predicting that win yet. We'll see what happens throughout the rest of the week. But the commanders can beat the Packers, guys. Get in that mindset now because I because it it trust me. Lambo ain't coming to coming to FedEx, all right? Yeah. All right. Coming up on the next edition, I'm gonna have a breakdown of Taylor Heineke last year versus the Green Bay Packers and why some mm. of that success might transfer over uh to this year. That's coming up on the next edition of uh, the Locked On Commanders podcast. But we want to thank you for making this edition of LOC your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock for NFL Scott Matt Williamson giving you the expert NFL analysis and let than 30 minutes it's free and available wherever you get your podcast we'll be back with that uh solo episode and then david crossover thursday uh with locked on packers if you want to hop in 301-615-3577 or locked on washington commanders at gmail.com for david harrison who's covering the washington commanders for commander country on si.com's foundation up chris russell went after the russell and Medhurst show on the team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 